Hey there, and this is episode 16 of the Balance Fi podcast, Four Unexpected Ways to Save Money. Welcome to the Balance Fi podcast, where we talk about balancing intentional debt payoff, saving money, and actually living your life. I'm your host, Raylia, small business owner, wife, girl mom, nonprofit co founder, and money nerd. This is an audio version of the Balanced Five blog, because I know how hard it is to find time to sit down and read literally anything. Instead, you can get quick bits of money knowledge on the go. I want to help you learn to control your money instead of letting your money control you. Let's get started. My family has used some unexpected and honestly kind of weird ways to save money over the years. And these methods are not possible for everyone to use, but they do work when you implement them correctly and long term. So unexpected way to save money number one, cancel Amazon Prime. So the me of 10 years ago would not believe this. Even two years ago, when I was pregnant and had a three-year-old, I would have never considered canceling Prime, but I did just that in January of this year. Part of the reason for this move is to save the annual fee, but it's also my small form of protest in reaction to Jeff Bezos' employment practices and huge wealth gains with no reciprocal societal improvements during the pandemic. Neither of these are things I support, and I wanted my spending to reflect that. Where I live, I do have the option to do drive-up pickup orders from both Target and Walmart, so I can easily and safely, considering pandemic times, get most essentials fairly quickly. Lately, Target has also had faster shipping than Amazon Prime's quote-unquote two-day shipping, and... It is still possible to get free shipping from Amazon without a Prime membership. I think you just have to spend like $35 at once and it'll ship for free. And it's about as fast as their supposed two-day shipping. I also still have access to the paid subscriptions that we use all the time, Amazon Music and Kindle Unlimited. And there are others you can still subscribe to without a membership. Once in-person shopping is safer, I do plan to support local businesses as much as I can. Many small businesses do also offer online shopping. After we're out of debt and have more money to spend on non-essentials, I am definitely going to support smaller businesses when I can. Okay, this unexpected way to save money has an annual savings of $119. Unexpected way to save money number two use wood heat. When my husband and I bought our house in March of 2011, it only had a propane furnace. We used the furnace as needed until September when we had a wood burning stove installed. Since then, about 10 years now, the wood stove has been our main heat source with the furnace acting as a backup during the night and when we are out of town. And this works for us because my husband is the weirdo who loves cutting firewood on his days off. When driving past pine trees, he often says things like, that's a nice tree, or look at all those dead trees. He would spend every day in the woods if he could, so cutting firewood is more of a hobby than a chore. 
Although the startup costs of having a wood stove installed are pretty steep, we paid about $3,500 for the stove and installation in 2011. The quality of the heat itself is far superior to a traditional furnace. Wood heat is more intense, warmer, and fluctuates less. So in Montana, a wood cutting permit is less than $30 for four cords of wood, which is about the amount we use each year. You can only cut dead trees on specific public lands, or if you get permission from a private land owner, and they have to be a certain distance from waterways. A chainsaw and protective gear are also necessary. Safety training and knowledge of what the heck you're doing are even more important. I definitely do not recommend falling trees and using a chainsaw as a beginner. So if you have to purchase the wood, your annual costs do increase. Your homeowner's insurance premium may also increase with having the stove. Our policy required us to have it installed by a professional just for liability purposes. You definitely want to ensure that your policy covers the stove because there is a fire danger no matter how safe you are. Uh, so it's something to be aware of and pay attention to, but it does save us quite a bit of money. Estimated annual savings for this unexpected way to save money is about $1,400. When you want to pay off debt, but just don't know where to start, I've got your back. The Debt Payoff Planner is a free, downloadable guide that will walk you through three easy, actionable steps to create a customized debt payoff plan. You'll gather all of your debt information, choose a payoff method that works for your life, and create a plan that includes monthly payment amounts. Go to balancedfi.com slash debtpayoffplanner to download now. Unexpected way to save money number three, hunting and buying bulk meat. So once again, this method of saving money is mostly due to my husband's interest. He grew up hunting and has continued that tradition since he moved out of his parents' home. So over the last 14 years, we haven't purchased ground meat like from the grocery store ever, and we've only bought beef steaks a few times thanks to his efforts hunting. To begin hunting, you should definitely take a hunter safety course. It may be required in your state to even get a license. Um, I <laughs> took hunter safety when I was, uh, I think, 19 or 20. It was after I started dating my husband, and I totally expected to be, like, super old in that group, but there was actually enough people in my town uh, it's a college town. So there was like a, you know, a 12 year old group and then like a college age group. So I didn't really feel too awkward and out of place, which was nice. You also need to purchase the appropriate hunting tag each year and know the boundaries of the hunting district that you are able to hunt in. Even more importantly, you have to know what areas are public land and what areas are private and respect private land owners rights. Do not trespass. It is a huge no-no uh, to maintain good relationships between hunters and landowners. It's essential to respect property lines and not hunt on private property without explicit permission. You also don't want to be rude about how you hunt or interact with the land, even if it is public land. 
like pick up after yourself don't make a mess drive on the roads and not like through the grass or through the trees like don't don't be rude that's the most polite way I can put it um a rifle or bow is needed as well as appropriate clothing and various other supplies. So hunting is not a cheap activity to get, to get into, especially if you want to go like on a week-long backcountry, you know, sleep in a tiny tent and hike in and out type of hunting trip. But nearly everything can be used from year to year. There are also often costs associated with the travel required to get to the appropriate hunting area, especially depending on where you live. Butchering. Most years, we butcher the deer or elk that my husband shoots ourselves to save even more money. My husband cuts the meat from the bones and I help grind it into burger. Wild game is very lean, so we do have to purchase uh, beef suet. It's basically fat. And add that into the ground meat for flavor and texture. You can purchase suet from a local butcher shop and it is pretty cheap to buy. We purchased a large meat grinder a few years ago after burning up the motor in the smaller model that we had before that. Each year, we also have to buy bags for the vacuum sealer that we use to package the meat. We have used butcher paper in the past, but I prefer vacuum sealed bags because the packages are thin and flat so the meat thaws faster and it stacks better. So basically, the meat is like the size of a sheet of paper versus a round log shape it's just way easier to use if you can't or don't want to process the meat yourself you will have to pay a butcher the cost varies a lot by area and the species of animal um, to help store the large quantities of meat we use each year because we get all of our meat at once for the whole year we do have two operate freezers one is for meat and one is for produce and other store-bought frozen foods so I was lucky enough to find one of those freezers on Facebook Marketplace for significantly less than a new freezer. I know right now with during COVID, it is really hard to find an affordable freezer. So right now might not be the best time to start this endeavor, but you do need freezer space. Okay, cooking. Fortunately, everyone in my family tolerates or enjoys the taste of wild game. Some people don't like the taste, so I'd recommend trying the meat before you really invest a lot of time and money in hunting gear and education. And I use ground elk and venison exactly as I would ground beef, unless I'm making hamburger patties. Then I use more seasonings than I would with beef because you can, I can, taste the difference in flavor then. But if I'm making chili, spaghetti, uh, lasagna, tacos... I really don't notice a difference in flavor because of the spices added. Buying bulk meat. We do still buy chicken from the grocery stores, but I prefer to buy half a pig from a somewhat local farmer. I pay for the animal itself plus the butcher fees, but it, it's still a lot less than buying smaller packages at the store each week. Uh, the quality of locally raised animals is better, too, and I have some control over what cuts we receive. Uh, so if you want more steak versus more burger, you can let the butcher know. 
we have wild game made into more ground beef than steaks because that's what we eat more of when it comes to the wild game. Finding a source for reasonably priced pork or beef can be tricky. My husband and I both grew up on cattle ranches, so our parents do have some connections that have been helpful. Another option is purchasing an animal through the county fair from an FFA or 4-H member. Um, one thing to remember when you buy meat in bulk is that you're going to be spending a lot up front, but the price per pound is usually better than if you were to buy you know, equivalent meat from the store. So we do have a a sinking fund or savings account set up for this purpose. So we can spend $500 on pork at once. For unexpected way to save money number three, the estimated annual savings is $500. But you also get higher quality meat. Unexpected way to save money number four, garden and preserve. Our house is on almost half an acre, so we do have plenty of room for a garden. My husband even designed and built a greenhouse from scratch about eight years ago. You don't need that much space or a greenhouse to garden, though. I think gardening has become more popular lately, and it will become even more common as we recover, hopefully one day, from the pandemic. Self-sufficiency has never seemed as important as it does now. We've been gardening since before it was cool, but I don't consider myself an expert. Since we had our children starting six years ago, my husband has definitely done most of the planning and work of gardening while I'm caring for the girls. Freezing. I contribute by helping to preserve our harvest. We have had success in growing broccoli and cauliflower, as well as tomatoes, green beans, zucchini, beets, and peas. Carrots and corn have always been epic fails, uh, but we have been able to freeze broccoli, cauliflower, green beans, peas, and sometimes beets. Uh, we do prefer to pickle and can the beets, though. To freeze produce, you need to first clean it and cut it into smaller pieces. Uh, drop the produce into boiling water for just a few minutes to blanch it. Uh, it's really cool to blanch broccoli. Because once it's blanched, like it's not fully cooked, it's just like a little cooked to stop the ripening process, but it turns this really bright green and you just know that it's done. Next, drain the water and lay the produce on wax paper lined baking sheets. Put the baking sheets in the freezer until everything is frozen solid and then package and vacuum seal the produce. So you want to freeze all the individual bits of produce separately and then put them in a bag so you don't have just one huge solid lump of broccoli stuck together. I mean, it does stick together, but if you're in a little hot water on the bag when you are ready to use it, they'll break up a lot easier than if it was all frozen in one lump. Canning. We also can syrup, jelly, jam, pickled beets, applesauce, fruit in syrup, and a variety of pickles. I've purchased bulk produce on sale from local grocery stores, from a local Hutterite colony, and from Bountiful Baskets. To start canning, you need jars, lids, rings, and at least a water bath canner. 
a safe canning class is also highly recommended. Uh, there is a lot of misinformation and unsafe older methods out there, so it's important to know how to safely can. Botulism is still a real risk from canning in unsafe methods. I took a, a class from the local county extension office uh, when we first got into canning. I don't know how often classes like that are offered, but it was definitely beneficial. I mean, it was kind of awkward being the youngest there by a couple of decades, but I would guess that the age range is skewing younger these days. In addition to feeding my family, I like to give canned goods away as frugal Christmas gifts. With all of the different therapists and people in my daughter's life helping us out all year long, it can get expensive to buy Christmas gifts for everybody, but I do want to show them my appreciation for everything they do for our family. Homemade jams and jellies are always a welcome present for those people. Uh, dehydrating. Finally, we purchased a dehydrator and have begun making dried apple slices for snacks. My two-year-old loves dried apple slices, even without sugar or cinnamon on them, just plain apple dehydrated. She would seriously eat like six apples a day that way if I let her. I mean, I, I don't, but she loves them. My husband also tried out uh, dehydrating plums to make prunes and dehydrating bananas, but neither of those was a hit in our house. And this summer, I also wanted to make fruit leather using special liners for the dehydrator trays. I haven't gotten around to it yet, but it's on my to-do list. How much we preserve each year really depends on the garden's harvest and how much free time we have based off the stages of life our kids are in and my husband's work schedule. Um, but if you have, you know, free time and the will, you could save a ton of money uh, gardening and preserving produce. Okay, so unexpected way to save money number four, estimated annual savings is $300. So as you can tell, most of these money-saving methods have startup costs. We can do all of these things because we've acquired the supplies over years, either purchasing themselves or receiving them as gifts from family. We did not buy all this stuff at once. Like We've only had the dehydrator for a couple of years. Uh, we got the water bath canner as a gift. We <laughs> got a lot of the hunting gear just one piece at a time. Um, my husband brought guns into our marriage that he had accumulated before then. Uh, so it's a long process to buy everything you need to save money in these ways. I mean, unless you have the money to spend to start with. But if you're on a tight budget, choose one area to focus on. You can't buy all these things at once and expect to actually save money. So it took a couple of years for our wood stove to pay for itself when compared to how much propane would have cost. The dehydrator we bought a couple of years ago still hasn't earned its keep. I do always shop around for bigger purchases like this and use Rakuten, or it used to be Ebates, for cash back and try to use gift cards to help with the cost. 
Uh, sometimes we do ask for money towards a big purchase like this or just, you know, purchasing the item itself as, a, you know, Christmas or birthday presents from our family members. Beyond the startup costs, though, knowledge is required to do some of these things, both safely and legally. It takes time to learn everything necessary. Even after almost 15 years together, I can't cut firewood or hunt on my own, and I don't want to. I know it's not safe and I'm not qualified. So these are all things to think about um, and really consider if you want to pursue any of these ways to save money. And that's it. To recap, the four unexpected ways to save money are cancel Amazon Prime, use wood heat, hunt and buy bulk meat, garden, and preserve. So there are start startup costs to most of these things, but over time they have saved my family a lot of money. What should you do next? Go to Instagram and post a picture of your unique way to save money on your stories. Take me at balancedfi to share. I'm looking forward to seeing all your pictures and good luck. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoy the Balance Fi podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left us a review on iTunes or told a friend. As always, you can head to balancedfi.com to connect with me and stay in touch. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter at BalancedFI. Until next time, stay intentional and look for balance.